So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored as always by Axis Communications and thanks to our supporting partner, 3X Logic. Also, now, my guest this week is Jarrah Peterson. Jarrah is the Process Improvement and Loss Prevention Manager at Haynes Brands Australasia, based out of Melbourne, I do believe. Now, yes. join the Haynes Brand, formerly Pacific Brands, in 2012 in the Retail Operations Division of what was then Bonds Retail Group in Melbourne, Australia. However, since developing a suite of fraud indicating reports, it was clear there was a need for a loss prevention manager, and clearly there was only one person ever for the job. Uh, it was created in 2015, I think centralised into audit in 2017. Now, today responsible for advising on retail compliance, continuous improvement of operational processes, monitoring fraud indicators to reduce risk, security, theft, and managing the retail audit program, and ultimately improving governance throughout Australasia network of 450 stores. Wow, that is one remit and one busy lady. My goodness yeah. me. Merchandising marketing degree and 14 years uh, experience in a swimwear manufacturer wholesaler prior to Haynes. My goodness me. And that was the abridged version that I put down. So uh, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's lovely to be here. Amazing to talk to you. Now, before we get going and a little bit about the business and what you do when uh when when the young yara was uh, at school staring out of the window did you dream of being a loss prevention manager or was there uh, a different intended career at the outset believe it or not um somebody asked me this question recently and i reflected back my as a i think 10 or 11 year old little girl my dream job was to be the head fashion designer of a Australian fashion uh, brand. Well, I didn't get it too far wrong. I've still landed in the fashion or apparel industry, um, but somehow, you know, I, I landed into to loss prevention. Well, never say never because I, and, you know, you <laughs> did, you know, your early career was at, a, I think it was a sort of mid-sized swimwear manufacturer as well so you know you've always you've definitely followed the dream you've just sort of tweaked the the end game slightly yeah absolutely absolutely I did dabble in graphics and design uh earlier on in my career but definitely found that working in the uh the support sector from a retail for, for retail was uh was definitely my comfort zone well who knows maybe there's a little little side business to be had designing uh, and, and selling this internet thing, I understand, is quite big. So you, can I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so look, um, before I get into questions, Haynes as a business, it's one of those brand names that I'm sure just about everybody listening knows. But what do you do as a business? So Haynes is a US-owned uh, company, uh, and I obviously work in the uh, Australasia uh, part of that business. So from an Australasian network, uh, our retail brands uh, most known in, um, in Australia would be, or globally, Champion would be one that's known. Um, but in Australia, particularly Bonds, um, our favourite underwear, and, um, and then Sheridan for our beautiful luxury bed linen uh, and bras and things for all of our innerwear products. So mm -hmm. they're the most common um, from a retail perspective. And then from a wholesale perspective, we then move into to other brands that we would all kind of know um, in the underwear industry, like Jockey, 
um, Rio, et cetera, and then hosiery flows into it. So we have a very, very large, broad network of, um, of, of labels, mm. um, predominantly in the innerwear business. Yeah. So without even realising it, huge numbers of people listening to this could either be sleeping on or then getting up and wearing something that comes from the business. So we yeah, do... Yeah, we do aim to make everybody comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, back back to the day to day. Now you have you know, a huge remit of responsibility, but what takes up the bulk of your time at Haynes? What what's on your typical to do list each morning? I would say what takes the bulk of my time. So you know, we we obviously work in a, an ever changing world. Um, but what I would probably focus on on a regular basis would be our incidents, our incident data. Um, that remains pretty consistent uh, on a daily basis. Um, whether or not it's a minor, moderate, or severe incident, we would then prioritise. Um, and provide guidance and support to our store network. Um, but, you know, there's always a, a surprise in there. We, yeah. always, uh, we always come across some surprises, which, um, which we would refer to as spot fires. So sometimes we're just um, drop all tools down and, yeah. and picking up some spot fires, which I think we tend to be very, very good at doing in this community. <laughs> and and uh, just, just focusing on that. Can you are you able to give us an indication on on where those incidents come from? Is there a, is there a thread without giving away too much? But is there something that that's uh, that's maybe more common in the last twelve months than previously, or, or, or what are you sort of facing into? Yeah, look, we definitely uh, we definitely there's two that come to mind. One which I think is impacting almost every everyone and everywhere is inappropriate behaviour. Um, and the second is um, just brazen, sort of what we would call snatch and grab. So just, you know, wander in, take what you want, walk out, so, a sort of um, scenario. So, yeah, we're just navigating areas there. We, um, we were very, very proactive in the behaviour space. Uh, thankfully, before the pandemic hit the world, um, we were already in the process of um, well, probably 50% of the way through a project on managing inappropriate behaviour in our business at that time. So it was perfect timing to launch um, and really, really, truly um, support our teams through a confusing and ever-changing world. So, yeah. It is interesting. You know, I talk to a lot of people around the world and there isn't a single retailer in mm -hmm. any corner of the planet that I've spoken to that has not you know seen an escalation of that yeah, inappropriate behavior piece over the last couple of years and many of them unfortunately had already been seeing that thread increase and i wonder whether it was a it was always there but maybe there was an awareness that had started to 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 sweep out across retail that meant people were looking at it and then it just accelerated didn't it during the during the challenges of reduced numbers in stores yeah, look, I think particularly in our business where we are underwear and we quite often have, um, you know, your intimates um, in our bras and things business, um, we, we, it, was, it was impacting our business quite a lot before. 
Um, so I don't necessarily feel like, yes, we have probably seen a slight increase in our business, but it's always been there yeah. um, for us. I think it's just broadened out everybody. It just, it's become the norm for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, we've, um, we've implemented some really, really amazing tools for our teams. We've got some quick reference posters in the back rooms for them to, to reference. We've put together some team talks. Um, that allow our teams to participate in role plays of scenarios so that if they are faced with something, it's not so jarring mm. for them. Um, and then um, we, you know, we've got a library of online training modules um, and we had, the, we had a fun job of developing four of our most common I guess, common scenarios. So we've, we've got, you know, like aggressive Alice, we call her, she's the aggressive customer. Um, so we developed some real life videos of, you know, this customer screaming at you. Um, and we broke that down into three levels of, okay, this is, this is where it gets this point. At this point, you can still de-escalate and bring the customer back down. When it gets to this point, you need to put in some warnings, et cetera. And then at this point, you need to act and, and remove yourself. So, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, we've really, really armed our teams with all of the tools that they 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 need to avoid bad experiences. And, and just very quickly, do you find, um, do you do any kind of feedback from the staff? Has that been well received? Was it driven by their requirements? Are they feel more comfortable in the, in the workplace? Have you got any sort of barometers that have come out to say, yeah, it was a terrific success because of this and this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's interesting. When we first launched, we noticed that all of a sudden our teams were referring to customers as, oh, we had an aggressive Alice today or oh, we had an inappropriate Isaac today. <laughs> so we knew that it was working and it was landing with them, but it wasn't until probably six months after that we, we sort of did a bit of a touch, a, a check-in. Um, and um, we, we did a bit of an engagement survey based on, on this particular um, topic and the feedback that we received was just, you know, thank you for providing us with, um, I guess, the information that we needed to, to, to support ourselves, but also um, I think what the teams were missing out in stores was um, the understanding on that they had the authority to do certain things. So okay. they, di they didn't recognise that they could ask somebody to leave the store mm. if, if it was inappropriate. So I think empowering them and giving them the knowledge that, that they're in control um, was, yeah, it was really kind of humbling to hear that it landed and it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, it, it seems a simple thing to say, yeah, of course our staff are empowered, but you're quite right, unless somebody points out and I, and I love that you know putting you know characteristics of various levels of behavior I guess you create new language within the business but then everybody understands an Isaac or an Alice quite what that meant yeah, and, uh, yeah amazing yeah so, um obviously there's a huge piece of work gone on around uh you know staff and dealing with difficult customers any other projects that you're focusing on what what's coming next what do you want to roll out is it a people <laughs> process is it technology what, what what's coming next yes so there's always always new things coming i think i looked at my project list the other day and i'm working on about seven at the moment um but one thing i would say that remains consistent is uh 
we are always updating our policies and procedures. So we have recently done a huge overhaul of our retail policies, procedures and processes. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Uh, and um, we are launching all of that at that platform out to our teams um, so that it's easy for them to access, etc. So we're always, always working on um, new things from a technology perspective again like our processes we're always updating um, technologies I think at the moment our focus is absolutely still in that um, behavior space so we are in a trial at the moment with a particular product uh, device that uh, aligns to our, um, our behavior um, modules training modules uh, and uh, it, it is something that uh, can be used uh, to, uh, for our reporting, incident reporting. Uh, it also provides evidence direct into um, the police should we need to. Um, and um, yeah, I'm mm. hoping that... Uh, I'm hoping that it's a successful trial, mm -hmm. but we also have another two trials on the on the horizon that also link into that same device. So yeah, there's always things coming. Yeah, it sounds like there's a real you know success thread going on there, and uh, yeah, I, I always love to hear about trials that are going on because it means retailers are being proactive. You're looking at new opportunities. There is some really good technology at the minute, and there's some great case studies starting to appear. So I think you can sort of hone in to, to some successes. Now, um, I want to talk to you about your career and, and progress through Haynes and, and Influence, but before I do, we're just gonna take a 30 second break and hear from our sponsors and then we'll be right back. The top people from the top organizations with the latest thinking about the best strategies to use in the greatest industry on earth, retail. The Retail Conference from the Retail Bulletin, exclusively at Retech Europe, 8th and 9th of November. Search The Retail Conference for more details. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast. I am, of course, talking to Jarrah Peterson from Haynes. Now, um, some amazing insights there before that uh, little break. But um, you've been in uh, and around retail for a number of years now, continually progressing. Um, there's a nice uh, thread of promotions and responsibilities keep landing at your door. So mm -hmm. clearly, I think, you know, I'm guessing you've learned how to maybe influence be it the board or senior management to get what you want uh to, to put your agenda for. it's always one of the questions that comes up you know how do i get my agenda above all of the other noise what what's your strategy what's your top tip for for basically getting what you want oh i yeah. wish wouldn't don't we all wish that we could just that we could that we could get what we want all the time um I think my top tip would be truly understanding your audience. Um, it's that's probably key to to um, achieving anything that you want. Really, um, you know, I think in the LP world we do operate across you know a significant, a broad sort of network of divisions. So understanding 
who you're talking to um, really helps. So, you know, if, obviously, if you're talking to finance, you talk dollars. If you're talking to human resources, you talk people. Um, you know, that, that's probably my top tip is really understanding your audience and, and the language that you should be speaking in, in each different direction. Um, you know, we, we tend to be a little bit bilingual because yeah. <laughs> we cross over so many divisions. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. within your structure, do you find you sit across, you sort of, you know, there's all the columns and then you sit across multiple. So you really have to be you know, an expert in all of them. Is that, is that, is that the, is that the number one quality you think for a modern LP manager to be successful? Oh, I think, I think the number one quality would be, oh, oh, that's a difficult one. I think. What's your best curious. quality? Because that's clearly got to be. A oh, good being curious, to being okay. curious, I think is absolutely something. It's an essential. Um, but I, I think I've, I've always followed the, there's probably a couple of things, be, being curious whilst also assume, always assuming good intent. Mm. Um, because, you know, we all, we live in quite a cynical world. Um, and quite often when you're investigating something, you, you, you know, you have that feeling and you, you, you know that something's, you know, going to come of this. But, um, you know, you always like to assume good intent. So, um, yeah, being curious, assume good intent would probably be, um, be the two that I would go with. And finally, I would say trust your gut. Yeah. <laughs> trust your gut. If your gut is telling you something, then absolutely follow it. Yeah, and I guess you know, get back backed up by a little bit of data, and uh, and before you know it, you've uh, you've you've got a great outcome. Now, yeah, quick question for you: um, Is there a so you know, let's say you you know you took on a new role, or you know, goodness me, even uh, went to work for a different organisation? What's your one piece of magic? Is there a piece of technology that you go to? Is it to get to know all of the team personally? Is there, you know, one piece of, you know, is it a spreadsheet? Is it a piece of technology? What do you think gives you the biggest insight into your loss prevention world? Um, I think that, you know, if I was to sort of pick up and go into somewhere else, um, I think the biggest thing would be, um, forming relationships and, and, and engaging with all of your different stakeholders. And most importantly, not kind of, I would, I would always want to understand somebody's, you know, understand each division and understand the, the nitty gritty. I always like to sort of say, get down and dirty and understand everything. Um, because, you know, quite often we are the, um, you know, the change makers, we're the ones that are recommending change and, you know, who, who are we to come bouldering in and saying, go and change this um, without actually truly understanding it. So I would definitely say engage with the stakeholders um, and, and truly understand every division before you, you try and change anything. Yeah, to change through influence opposed to a big stick, I think over, over time it's always been the way for. You see, and, and this is why when you look at those uh, organisational charts that just have, you know, a dozen... Uh, men sat there that all approach things in one way that they generally don't have the greatest success and sat here as a man clearly you know when you've got big investment firms the Goldman Sachs of this world that want to see you know a gender balance and diversity on the board and that's not because they're nice people 
it's because they're more successful and they make more money. So yeah, it it, it does always make me smile when you know you have the, yeah. sort of all these you know, for those that know they're profiling all of these red characters with big sticks saying this is yeah. how we do it, and it's just <laughs> not not the way. Anyway, enough about that. So finally, you know, retail's been through a really tough time over the last few years. What's your take on the future of Haynes and Australian retail? Is there more store openings on the horizon? Is it a bigger you know, shift to, to new channels? What, what's, what's your perspective? Um, look, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that the, that the, the disruptions to retail over the, the however many years um, have really impacted the, the world, you know, the, the globe, um, you know, both positively and negatively. Um, and I think the greatest learnings that we've all kind of picked up on over the last couple of years is, yes, we can plan. Um, however, we don't have crystal balls. We just absolutely do not know what's coming around the corner. Um, so, look, I think um, at Haynes, yes, there will be some new store openings uh, within uh, throughout Australasia. Um, but you know we're forever sort of just on our back foot. Just you know, can, can we can we go? Can we are we are we good to go forward? Um, but you know, as long as we are you know to reach our full potential, I would definitely say that um, you know we both our teams and as in individuals um, we are aligning our goals to our strategic plan. As long as we're continuing to follow that roadmap, um, you know, and having a bit of fun along the way, then you know. The, the future should be bright. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, you can plan with the data that's in front of you and, and no more, but yeah, you've got to be uh, realistic and, uh, and reactive as well. Yeah, yeah. So look, um, amazing to talk to you. Thank you so much for giving us a little insight into you and, uh, and the Haynes business. Um, my next uh, trip to Australia is uh, for Retail Risk Melbourne August. on the 3rd of August. I'm very excited. We're at the Melbourne Cricket Ground this time. So uh, a big, big upgrade on our venue. I've seen lots of excited people uh, uh, jumping up and down on the back of that. Who knows, maybe Skippy might even make a reappearance. And, oh, uh, do we do we know where Skippy is? Uh, he has been spotted. One of the vendors has uh, put him on their missing uh, missing room <laughs> database. And, and there's been a few sightings. <clears throat> other Excellent. than the one at 4am in a casino in Sydney, which I think was right. down to somebody else being a little bit naughty with him. But um, <laughs> yeah, I understand that uh, that he is making a reappearance and, uh, and he has been spotted. So hopefully we can reunite him with the retail risk crowd. But anyway, for now, yes. uh, Jarrah, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and uh, hopefully see you again in person very, very soon. Thank you very much. <laughs>